God bless you. We thank God for another day. We're going to share with you the word of God out of Luke chapter 10, verse 29 through 37. Would that you pray with us now. Eternal God, our Father, we do love you and thank you for another day that you have allowed us to enjoy. Now we pray that you would forgive us for all of our sins and anoint us afresh once again as we proclaim your word. We pray that you would anoint us with a double portion of your power. Give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Holy Spirit, speak to each heart that hears and that we will respond according to your word and your will and your way. So we love you and we thank you now for this Time And it's in Jesus' name that we pray, amen. And we're sharing from Luke chapter 10, verse 29 through 37. And the word of God says, but he wanted to justify himself. He said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said to him, a certain man was down, coming down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothes, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he arrived at the place, he came and he looked and he passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, he came where he was, And when he saw him, he said he had compassion on him. And verse 34 says to us, So he went to him and bandaged his wound, poured out oil and wine on him, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, And said to him, take care of him. Take care of him. And I want to repeat that. Take care of him. Take care of him. uh, Whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three, Jesus is asking, do you think is a neighbor to him who fell among thieves? And the lawyer said, he who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. For a few moments this morning, we want to share with you a word. Don't walk by. Don't walk by. And I would say don't just walk by. We want to make sure that if there are somebody suffering, even in our area with the times that we are sharing, we should not walk by, especially when we have the wherewithal and the means to help them and bless them. I read uh, in a book just a few days ago, Scott Hagen in his book, The Language of Influence and Personal Power. He said this, never abandon a friend in their time of need, thinking it will reduce your own stress. It will actually have the opposite effect. What I'm saying here is never abandon your friends. Never abandon those who are going through, especially in times like these, where the unemployment rate is picking up. 6.6 million persons have applied for unemployment, where a week ago it was only 3.3 million. Even one person signing up for unemployment is is a sad thing for, for all of us to face. But in times like these, ladies and gentlemen, we 
we need a savior who will come by and be a blessing. And many times he will send you and I. He will send us. We see that the cases here in the United States with the COVID-19 uh, disease and virus that's going around, there, there are 276,000 cases uh, uh, in the USA, and there are 7,000 deaths uh, even as today. And here in California, we are the fourth highest case catcher. We are the fourth uh, in line that we, we should understand that we are very, very high. We are very high on the uh, probability and the capability of catching the disease. And so we will isolate ourselves. We will distance ourselves. But the word of God is saying when you see a brother that's stranded, when you see someone that's hurt, you need to do whatever you can. And I would like to say just in case you don't hear the rest of our message that you need to put your gloves on, put your mask on, and then go on in just like the daycare, the workers that are, the medical and health care workers that are working all over our country right now. They're on the front lines. They're going in even as they have children of their own. They're going in and they are ministering to those who are leaving here and those who are suffering. And we as children of God have to find our way in order order to get involved in the ministry not just talk about it but let's be involved in it don't isolate yourself so much that you see a brother or sister by the side of the road that is going through and we do not participate ladies and gentlemen we have to make sure that we are not selfish we are not self-centered we are not self-serving at this time you cannot turn a blind eye to those who are suffering and may be suffering and going through hard times. Surely if they're signing up for unemployment, they're going to have a need that's going to come your way. And whatever resources that you have, you want to be a blessing to them. There are many uh, organizations that are out there that are ministering. Uh, doctors without walls, I just heard about them. They're going into uh, the front lines. They're going into dangerous areas, but they're doing it voluntarily. And we thank God for the Samaritan's purses. We thank God for them. They're setting up tents uh, in the New York area. There are groups, there are companies, there are families, there are volunteers. They're all going in and all of us need to maintain a sense of uh, compassion and care and a conscious sacrifice that we'll make even in these hard times. There are three personalities. There are three philosophies that are being lifted here. I take it from the Dean Brown. Dean Brown at Yale University some years ago, he made this explanation. He made this analysis and even interpretation of this passage of scripture. There's a thief that comes by. There's also the, the pastors or the priests and the Levites that come through, but thank God for the good Samaritan. And what he says is there's philosophies for each of these persons. He said the thief would say, and his philosophy is, what you have is mine. How many of you know that there's a difference between a thief and a robber? 
It's not much difference, but it is a difference. A thief will take things from you when you're, you're not home and when you're not around. But a robber will take it in your face and then look at you and say, say something. Won't you call somebody? What you going to do? What you going to do about it? Ladies and gentlemen, life can beat us up in that way. And we are on our way down from a high place. And we need to look at humanity right now. Humanity, ladies and gentlemen, is a fallen state. We have come from a high place when Adam and Eve were in a high place we've descended down a winding and meandering road and now we're on our way to Jericho and somebody jumps on you comes out of the bushes and they and they attack you and life happens cancer happens and other diseases come our way but how many of you know that we have a savior I said, we have a savior that will intervene. We have a savior that will come in and rescue us even in our hour of need. Ladies and gentlemen, we are a fallen humanity. We're trapped in sin and we're helpless and we're hopeless and we're that, without the ability to save ourselves. But I thank God that there's a good Samaritan. I thank God that there's one, a savior, Christ our king who will come by. And many times, ladies and gentlemen, he will use you. He will use you in order to be a blessing to someone else. He will use you to, in order to come in and intervene and pray for someone and, and lend a hand and share some of the goods and the information that you have so that they'll be safe. Ladies and gentlemen, not only are we in a fallen humanity, but we need to realize that we're all in sin. We're all found in trespasses and sin. But I thank God that we have a Savior that sees us on the side of the road. I say, I thank God we have a Savior who sees us right where we are. And then he stopped by. He did not pass us by, but he stopped by and he blessed us and he, he comforted us. Not only that, but we need to realize that Satan is a murderer from the beginning. John chapter 8 and verse number 44 says he's, uh, he's a murderer from the beginning. He's a, a thief that would come through and he would still kill and destroy. But I know that there's a Savior. How many of you thank God for a Savior who sits high but he looks low? He sees you right where you are and he's commanding all of us who are saved and sanctified that we would yield ourselves in our time, our talent, and our treasure to be a blessing. Don't pass by your brother or your sister that's going through. Surely the thief would have his philosophy. He would say, what you have is mine. But also we see the religious leaders. We see the priests and the Levites. They have a philosophy that goes like this. What I have is mine. What I have is mine. And it's a sad case when we as children of God would lock ourselves in our house and not try to be a blessing and see what the needs are. And I thank God that even in these times, in times like these, that we have drawn closer to one another. We have, I've received phone calls from, from family members, even senior members in our congregation. They have given me a call and they were just checking on me. I check on somebody else, but they're checking on me. And I thank God that we need to call each other. If the spirit of God puts somebody on your mind, you need to call them because in times like these, we don't want to pass by our brothers and our sisters and ignore those who 
might be going through. Let's call and see what we can do. So what happens with the priests? The priests are practicing rituals and ceremonies. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to be very careful that in days like these, we can have religious rituals, but not a relationship with the Savior. We want to make sure that everything we do is giving glory to God. We want to sacrifice our time, our talent, and also our treasure. They also have ceremonies that they perform. They're performing ceremonies all over the land, but we need to make sure that as children of God, we serve God and serve humanity wherever he places us. Let's see if there's somebody that we can be a blessing to, even in times like these. Somebody asked a question. They say, well, why did he pass on the other side? Because sometimes we can be so religious that we can be insensitive to the needs of others. We don't want to get involved. Somebody said that he passed on the other side of the road because he was scared and fearful for his own life. And that's a reason why we have segregated ourselves from each other. That's why we've social distanced ourselves from each other because we're scared that he might have it. He's scared that I might have it. Ladies and gentlemen, put on your mask and put on your gloves and go on in and be a blessing to somebody. Still say hi to pe people from your ex to their ex. Won't you give them a, 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 a hand of a praise? Won't you just give them a hello and a how do you do? And I was walking uh, by my house uh, not long ago and I was out there in the park and everybody's walking, everybody's fellowshipping and there are many people on their bikes and things of that sort. And on my way down the trail, I would see an individual and they're usually scared of African Americans in general. So when I see them walking up, ladies and gentlemen, I just give them a high. I let them know that, hey, I'm a friendly fire. Amen. I, I ain't coming to hurt you. I don't want nothing from you. Amen. And I just want to be a blessing to you. And we have to make sure that as children of God, we don't get so scared of what might happen to us that we stop being sensitive to the cares of others. And those of us who know better, we need to know that God does not want us to pass anyone by. Last of all, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Good Samaritan came by. What is the philosophy of the Good Samaritan? What I have belongs to you. And what I have, I'll give to you if I can at all help you. And what does it say it again? It says, what I have belongs to you. What I have is not my own because God has blessed me with it. And so whatever I have, I'm willing to share it with you. So how do we enter into the battle? How do we enter into the fray? How is it that we address and go through this month of, of trials and separation from each other? First thing you do it, you do it prayerfully. You want to be prayerful. You want to ask God for guidance and direction. Somebody say amen. We're not supposed to put ourselves in harm way, but we want to pray and God, ask God for guidance and direction for those whom we plan to help. Not only that, we need to be purposeful. You want to go in, not just to socialize, but to make a difference in somebody's life, to be a blessing, even in times like these, to love on them and to care for them. Last of all, you want to be passionate about what you do. And it's not about being passionate just about life, but I want to please the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, even in the midst of suffering, even in the midst of trials, even in the midst of heartache, even in the midst of disease. I want 
want to make sure I give God the glory and the praise that he truly deserves. How many of you are glad that Jesus didn't pass you by? He didn't walk by you when he saw you. I thank God we have a Savior who will bind up your wounds. I have a Savior who will take in lost sinners and rest them and give them rest and restoration. I thank God when you're half dead, he'll raise you. I don't have to wait until Easter Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. I thank God we have a Savior. He got up. And he got up with what? All power in his hand. I got to go. But I want to make sure that you know that no matter where you are in life, no matter what you're going through in life, you need to give it over to Jesus and know that he sees you right where you are. You say, I'm drowning in life. I got some good news for you, ladies and gentlemen. Even if you feel like life is swallowing you up, I, we got a Savior. And I think about the song that we used to sing when we were growing up. And it said, I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. Very deeply I was stained within, and I was sinking to rise no more. But the master, I wish there was somebody here so I can hear him say, but the master, yeah, of the sea, he heard my despairing cry. And from the waters he lifted me, and safe am I. I got a Savior who will not only save you from your drowning, save you and give you strength and restore your health, restore your, your peace in your spirit. But we got a Savior who has a place for you. How many of you know that he will load you up? Yeah, on his own, on the cross. Yeah, I thank God for the cross. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith. I received my sight. Now I'm happy. No matter what the situation, no matter what the circumstance, I give God all the glory and all the praise. Do me a favor, ladies and gentlemen. Do not pass by. Those individuals that you know need your help. Do not neglect to call. Those individuals that you know need a blessing from you and they are looking for some help. The government might not respond in a timely manner, but we as children of God need to take care of one another. Look out in your community and see if there's a family or friend that needs something that you might have. And let's draw nearer to God and nearer to each other. Even with our distancing, even with that, once again, put on your gloves, put on your mask and go on in and be a blessing to someone. Pray for them right where they are. Let's pray together and we just thank God that we will not pass by. Make it up in your mind and your spirit that I will not pass by my brother or my sister when he or she is going through not only that will I rise up and I believe that God, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And I pray God's peace upon you. Let's pray together. Turn to God, our Father, we do love you and we thank you that you did not pass us by. Thank you, God, you didn't walk away. You didn't just walk by, but you stopped and you loved on us. But there may be someone under the sound of my voice that is hungering and thirsting for the true and living water. They're hungering and thirsting for the way in order to make a difference, even in their life, in the midst of unemployment, in the midst of the struggles and strains of life. We pray, God, that you would hear their prayer and answer according to your divine will. We love you, God, and we thank you for seeing us where we were. We thank you, God, for not walking by us, but you stopped. 
And we pray, God, that we would have the same wherewithal to be a blessing to our brothers and sisters. So we love you and we offer ourselves to you. We pray your spirit just minister to each of us according to our need. And we give you the praise and honor. And it's in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Amen.